Hey, y'all. I'm Abby Mallard, and this is Health, My Friend. Good morning, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Health, My Friend. It is Tuesday morning here for me, and I don't know about y'all, but lately the weeks and days have just been real long um, between work and studying and just a lot of different things going on. It feels like there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. Um, feels like there's no space <laughs> to uh, breathe and take care of myself or have time with my husband or do fun things or anything like that. And it's not necessarily true because those things are happening. Um, it's just that when it's so busy and overwhelming, it's really easy to forget about the good things because there's so much just hard and negative and bad happening. Um, you know how they say like one or you need 10 positives for every negative to like cancel it out. There is not that balance right now. There is more like 10 negatives for everyone positive. <laughs> and so it's really hard to find the good and to find happiness and joy and peace when there's so much going on and so much negative and so much hard. And so we are talking about self-love today. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And I wanted to remind you that if you're in that space of hard and just a little bit of struggle through life right now, you're not alone. You are not alone and you are not the only one who struggles. I think that it's so important and something that we're going to talk about today is acknowledging the emotions and the feelings. And it's really, really important to do that. And it's also important to remember that you're not crazy one for feeling these things. Your feelings are valid. Um, and also you're not alone. I think that a lot of times we feel like we're alone in the hard because everyone posts the highlight reel and everyone shares the good stuff. And the reality is everyone is in the midst of their own struggle. And a lot of people are in the same situation as you. And so a little bit of grace and a little bit of compassion and a little bit of understanding for yourself today that one, you're not alone. And two, um, you are allowed to feel these things and you're allowed to have hard times because you are human. Um, so reminders for today as we get started into talking about self-love. So I wanted to talk about self-love today because Valentine's Day is tomorrow and Valentine's Day can be really hard for a lot of people. Um, one, if you're single, two, if you're in a not so great relationship, um, three, if it's just something that you've had um, negative experiences around or traumatic, you know, traumatic memories, um, stressful memories. There are lots of reasons that certain days can be hard for us, especially ones that um, society puts so much pressure on, right? 
Like there's so much pressure to have this beautiful date and beautiful time with your person on Valentine's day. If you have a person or to have a beautiful time with yourself, but maybe you're in the midst of a really hard time in life and you don't have the emotional or the physical or mental capacity to, um, do something like that or create this beautiful moment and everything just feels so hard. And so I think so often there's so much pressure put on these different quote unquote holidays, um, special days in the week, in the year. And I want you to remember that just because it's a specific day does not mean that it has to be perfect. (laughs) Um, or that it's just going to magically be perfect because it's Valentine's Day. Like, days are hard and long and good and bad and everything mixed in between normally 100% of the time. That's how your days are. They're good, they're bad, they have good moments, they have bad moments, and that's just how it is. And it's not this perfect thing just because it's a holiday or a day to celebrate love or whatever it might be. So take a little bit of the pressure off of yourself that tomorrow has to be this perfect, beautiful day. And remember that it's allowed to just be a day. It's allowed to be a day in your life. Um, Okay. So I ran some different workshops this weekend on cultivating self-love. And so I thought it would be a good topic for today's podcast, one, because it's top of mind, and two, because it's, um, it bodes well with the Valentine's Day self-love piece, right? Um, And so one of my top practices in cultivating self-love is um, acknowledging and allowing yourself to feel emotions. And I talk about this fairly frequently if you follow me or if you um, have done any work with me. Feeling emotions is such an important piece of accepting yourself and loving yourself. Um, You can accept yourself as this pretty little package that you put out into the world and this like face that you put on that everything's great and good, but is that really accepting yourself and loving yourself if you're not acknowledging the hard and the bad and the um, more negative and the struggles? Accepting and acknowledging emotions is part of accepting and acknowledging who you are because those emotions and those feelings there are reasons that you're feeling those. Your emotions are always valid. Your emotions are always coming from something. And so recognizing them and being able to put language to what you're feeling can be helpful in one, understanding yourself a little better because you can kind of figure out what's causing you to feel this way. And two, it can help you to accept yourself and love yourself a little deeper because you're accepting yourself even in the midst of maybe feeling a harder emotion or having a more negative reaction. Um, There are so many labels that we put on emotions, bad, good, negative, positive. And I don't think that any emotions are negative 
because they all have a place. They all have a reason. When you are feeling angry about something, you're allowed to feel angry. If you're feeling frustrated because of something that happened, frustration is valid. It doesn't mean that it's a negative emotion. It doesn't mean that you're wrong for feeling that way, but it's indicating something that is bothering you or something that triggered you or something that is hard for you. And so it helps you to understand yourself a little bit better. And it helps you to be able to put into place healthy coping mechanisms for those maybe harder emotions. Not negative emotions, but harder emotions. Okay, so for example, maybe I'm feeling really overwhelmed and irritated. So when you have an emotion like this, I think that it's really helpful and really important to check in with yourself. Okay, this is how I'm feeling. Feeling angry, overwhelmed, irritated. So because I'm feeling this way, what do I need? What do I need right now? Do I need to go scream into a pillow? Do I need to go uh, do some breath work and try to regulate my nervous system? Do I need to take action on something that is frustrating me and causing this anger to help uh, not necessarily fix the problem, but do something proactive about what is making me angry, right? Your emotions can really indicate what you might need next. And I want to be very clear, knowing what you need next is not in order to fix the emotion or suppress the emotion or get rid of the emotion, okay? You are allowed to feel the emotion. You are allowed to process the emotion. You are allowed to experience it. You don't have to automatically stuff it all down inside or like do something to get rid of it. I think that we are quick to do this sometimes, especially when they're uncomfortable feelings, right? Like maybe you don't like feeling angry. I get it. I don't like feeling angry either, but sometimes you need to be able to feel it in order to process it and in order to get to the next place that you need to be. So these next right things that I talk about and these knowing what you might need next is not to fix the emotion and it's not to get rid of the emotion. It is to help you have healthy coping mechanisms and provide care and compassion and maybe some comfort to yourself as you're experiencing these emotions. So having grace and compassion and love and comfort and care while you're still feeling these things. Because as we said, some of these emotions aren't easy or fun to feel. Like let's take anxiety, for example. Feeling anxious is an emotion. It is a feeling. We don't really like to feel anxious, right? I don't know that I've ever met anyone who likes to feel anxious. But feeling anxious is not wrong. Feeling anxious is not bad. Feeling anxious is valid. But how can you take care of yourself well while you're feeling anxious? 
How can you take care of yourself well while you're feeling angry? How can you take care of yourself well while you're feeling overwhelmed? Small, small, little things. When I talk about next right things, when I talk about things that maybe you need, I want you to think small. I want you to think the smallest, tiniest things that you can incorporate into your life because I know that we are all very busy and all have a lot going on. And maybe you can't find that space and that time for yourself. But what is the small little thing that you can do for yourself? Maybe it's drinking a glass of water. Maybe it's going on a five-minute walk. Maybe it's talking to a friend. You deserve to take care of yourself. You are so worthy of love and compassion and care, and you deserve to take care of yourself. So that's the first thing is, excuse me, excuse me, acknowledging your emotions, right? Checking in with yourself, letting yourself feel, letting yourself put words to what you're feeling. Um, Two really good resources for helping with this if you struggle with language around emotion. One is a feelings wheel. You can Google this feelings wheel and it will start in the middle with core emotions like angry happy sad those ones that we all know the names for and then it will work out outwards so from the middle emotion it will then work outwards into more specific in-depth intricate language so for example maybe you have sad and then you have disappointed, and then you have let down, um, kind of works out into the more specific. And so that can be really helpful in giving you language around emotions. Atlas of the Heart is a book by Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. And that is a beautiful book on emotions, describing them, um, Uh, defining them, and talking about how they show up in different ways in your life. That was very helpful for me when I was struggling with not having any language around emotions and feelings. So Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown and A Feelings Wheel are two helpful things for letting yourself um, have language for what you're feeling. Okay, so the next thing in cultivating self-love and self-acceptance is remembering that you are a people. (laughs) This is something that my therapist told me one time, and she told me, you are a people too. So I was really struggling with people-pleasing, with not prioritizing myself, with um, taking care of everyone else first and not doing what Abby actually needed because I was worried about letting people down or disappointing people or, you know not showing up well, yada, yada, yada. And she reminded me that I am a person just as much as anyone else is a person. And so if I am focused on people pleasing, I am a people too. And I'm allowed to please myself just as much as I please other people. I am allowed to show up for myself just as much as I show up for other people. I'm allowed to value myself, prioritize myself as much as I would value and prioritize other people. And so I want you to remember that today and as we go through the rest of this week, that you are a person and you are allowed to prioritize yourself and value yourself and make space for yourself and take time for yourself just as much, if not more, as you would for someone else. 
I truly believe that creating space and creating um, beautiful moments for other people in our lives starts with first doing that for ourselves. Because if we don't, then we end up in a stage of burnout, a stage of maybe feeling resentment towards people because we feel like we always have to be there for them, um, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, feeling burnout, all of that. And honestly, normally it's because we are not making space for ourselves. We are not making ourselves a priority. And that's hard to own sometimes because I think that we get so caught up in the like, oh, but I have to take care of everyone else. I have to keep up with all of this stuff. I have to, I have to, I have to. But really, who's putting that pressure on you? Is it someone else or is it yourself? Because that's either one, what you've been conditioned to do, or two, just what you've always believed you're supposed to do is show up 100% for everyone else and put yourself on the back burner. So it can be hard to take ownership of that. But normally, when we are in a stage of burnout or, um, okay, I want to I want to clarify this. When we are in a stage of burnout because we're taking care of other people, not because of like a really stressful job or work. Yes, there are boundaries that can be put into place when it comes to those things. But like in the pandemic, if you were a healthcare worker, you were burnout and that was not on you. Okay. So this is not like, this is all, all, um, instances of burnout and stress and overwhelm are not the same. But when you are intentionally always taking care of other people rather than taking care of yourself, that's when it's on you, right? Like that's when it's on you to actually take care of yourself as well. Um, excuse me, but remembering that you are a person and I want you to think about a little bit, like, where do you need to remember that the most in your life? Is it with your family? Is it with your kids? Is it with your partner? Is it with your job? Is it with friends? Um, is it with your community? Like, where is it in your life that you put yourself on the back burner the most, that you prioritize other people the most and forget to prioritize yourself? Think about that because then when you know kind of what area is the hardest for you when it comes to prioritizing yourself, then you can start to figure out ways that you can actually make yourself a priority even when you're in the midst of those same circumstances. Another piece of cultivating self-love is when it comes to our health. And when I talk about health, I don't just mean physical movement or the food that you eat, right? If you've been with me for any amount of time, you know that when I talk about health, I mean all aspects of it, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. Health is a culmination of every single thing in your life, your habits, your community, your food, your water, your sleep, everything, everything that touches you on a day-to-day -day basis culminates into what your health is right now. 
And so when we are on different health journeys, whether it's trying to sleep more or drink more water or get more movements or have less screen time or have better relationships, whatever it may be for you that you are working on when it comes to health, it's really easy to want a quick fix and want everything to be like done and we don't struggle anymore and we've gotten to our destination. But I am a firm believer that health does not have a destination. (laughs) Health does not have a destination. Health is a continual journey of progress and growth. And there's lots of ups and downs in the journey of health. And that is normal. But it's never that you get to one spot and then you're just there forever and you don't have to work at it anymore. I wish that it worked that way sometimes, but that is not how it works. It is always a daily practice of how am I showing up for myself? And so in how are you showing up for yourself, I want you to focus more on adding in very small things kind of like we talked about a little bit ago of what are those tiny, tiny, tiny things that you can do for yourself. But I want you to focus on adding in the small things that help when it comes to your health rather than taking away. And how does this tie into self-love? Well, I think that when we focus on taking away and cutting out and restricting, we start to um, shame ourselves for things that we've done. We start to feel like we're not good enough. We start to feel like a failure if we slip up and go back to that thing that we cut out. Um, we start to feel like we're not worthy of the things we love because maybe that's what we're cutting out from our lives. Right. And so when I say focus on adding in, it's because I want you to still love and enjoy your life and your food and your drinks and your time with yourself, your time with friends, your time with your partner, all of it. Like I still want you to enjoy those things. And a lot of times when we get into the pattern of cutting out and restricting, it takes away a lot of joy. And so rather than doing that to yourself, I want you to focus on adding in. So for example, maybe you are working on wanting to drink less soda. So instead of focusing on cutting out soda, I want you to instead focus on adding in more water. Because if you're adding in more water, then you're drinking more water, and then maybe you're not as thirsty as often, and then maybe you don't drink quite as much soda, but you still have soda because it's something that you enjoy, right? So Another example, maybe you want to add in more movement, but you really are in a busy, tired season of life, and you just need some moments where you can chill the fuck out and watch some Netflix or watch a movie or whatever. So you don't cut out the rest. You don't cut out the time to watch a movie, but... You add in small movement where you can. Maybe it's a five-minute walk break on your lunch. Maybe it's on your lunch break. (laughs) Maybe it's um, a 10-minute walk on the treadmill while you're responding to some emails. Maybe it's 15 push-ups 
in the morning before you start your day? Like, What are the small little things that you can do that are going to add up and add to your health? Even when it feels like it's not enough, quote unquote, not enough, or that it's not making a difference, the smallest things that you do and the smallest consistent things that you do add up and make a very big difference in your life. If you do 15 push-ups in the morning every single day, you're going to notice a difference in a couple of months. If you go on a 10-minute walk every day, you're going to feel a little bit better. So what are the small things that you can add in? Not these huge, big, extravagant, time-suck things that we don't have time for in our busy lives, in this busy, rush-rush culture that we live in that I hate so much. But what are the small things, the tiniest, tiniest things that you can add in? And then my last tip for cultivating self-love for today is remembering who you are and remembering what you value and remembering what your priorities are. Who are you? What do you value? What are your priorities? This can be, excuse me, very hard to kind of just like pull out of thin air. Like, oh yeah, this is who I am and this is what I value and these are my priorities. It's not always that easy, right? But there are a few different ways that you can approach this. So something that you can do is writing down like the, all of the main big things in your life. Oh, wow. I can't talk. I just sounded very Southern. All of the main big things in your life that are a priority and that are important to you right now. So taking time to think about like all of the things going on in your life and what is the most important to you and what is taking the most, um, yeah, what is taking top priority right now? So listing out all of those things. Could be 10, could be 20, could be five. But then your goal is to narrow down that list to the top three to five that are the most important to you. The three to five that you want to prioritize the most, that you want to make the most of a priority and value in your life. That's one way to go about it. Another way to go about it is to write down all of the beliefs that you have about a certain um, topic or situation. So for example, maybe you write down all of the beliefs that you have about showing up in this world. So maybe it's that you have to give 100% to everyone else, that you have to say yes to everything, Um, fill in the blank, right? So you write down all of the beliefs that you have. And then beside each belief, you dig a little deeper into where did that belief come from? Did that belief come from you? Did that belief come from your parents? Did that belief come from society? Did that belief come from TV, a magazine, a book? church and organization or community that you were a part of, where did that belief come from? And then once you have all of your beliefs and where they came from, then you get to decide which ones do I still want to keep for myself? Which of these beliefs do I hold true and do they feel aligned with me? And which ones feel like true and beautiful and good? 
And then which ones are like total bullshit and I just want to throw them out the window? Which ones do I want to get rid of completely? And then maybe there are some that you kind of like, but you need to rework a little to fit better into your belief system and your value system. So maybe you pick a few to keep. Maybe you pick a few to throw out. Maybe you pick one to rework. And then maybe you add in some new ones, some new beliefs, some new values that you want to hold true for yourself. And it's really hard to change beliefs quickly. But the more you tell yourself something and the more you remind yourself of something, the more your brain is going to start to believe it and the more that is going to become the main belief and value and priority track. Um, A reminder in all of this that it does not happen overnight and that it takes time. It takes time. And again, like I had said earlier, it's not something that you get to this destination and then you don't have to put any more work in. Especially, I think, when it comes to our values and our beliefs and our priorities, like we are always changing and growing and evolving. And so those things are going to change as you go into different parts of your life. And that's okay. But allowing yourself to rework and reorganize and um, redetermine what is the most important to you, what is the most beautiful? What is the most prioritized? What do you want to value the most? What do you value the most? Um, And this ties back to self-love because I think that so often we take on all of these things that other people have put on us, right? We take on all of these, um, these things that other people put on us to be or do. And that's not always necessarily who we are and at the root of who we want to be and how we want to show up. So I am out of time for today. I hope that this was helpful and please reach out if you need anything. My contact is always in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Bye. Health, my friend, is produced by myself, Abby Mallard. Thank you for being here. Please rate, review, and follow the show on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review, especially if you really like this podcast and find it helpful. If not, it's totally okay.